podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, good evening and welcome to the forum for this Monday night. It's slightly different again. Um, it's a bit like the last international break where me and Phil started to talk about there was something about football for about 40 minutes and then I got 50 minutes of just how mad the 90s was. So we've come back because we promised we would. Um, we've come back with um, how mad was the 90s Premier League. And the way this is going to go tonight is Phil, um, as you can see on screen, is calling himself El Tell. So that's a bit of a clue. So this is all inspired by um, the fact that I was only looking at it again today, and the picture on the artwork is just amazing, right? It's it's <laughs> it's it's uh, Terry Venables on the sideline with Brian Robson, clearly pointing at stuff that should be done on the on the pitch, and Brian Robson showing his best to show. Um, but of course, Brian Robson being the manager of Middlesbrough at the time, so. Um, yeah, it's inspired by the fact that Terry Venables showed up at Middlesbrough, pretended not to be the manager, was the manager, um, but Brian Robson was the manager. Um, so it was. It, it's inspired by that. Um, Shane Downs said he was born in 98, looking forward to learning more. Well, Shane, you learn some, and then you're going to have to teach us some stuff as well. So um, that's what it's inspired by. So just to let you know, Phil is going to go absolutely boring mental tonight. Um He's I haven't seen I haven't seen a football match since the last international break because yeah I've you've been... literally after that podcast you've literally sat down and said I'm not doing nothing until the next international break where I can come on and do this is that right yeah I just went down the the Middlesbrough rabbit hole it's just it's like I I think I'm actually now a bigger Middlesbrough fan than I am a Liverpool fan and I'm off yeah. to set up the smoggy trippers yeah mad yeah mad in, yeah mad into it <laughs> so basically so basically what's going to happen is um, Phil is going to do a borough. Um, 1990s um, inspired best 11 and tell us about all the match shit that's gone on because he's done some research and me with the help of the viewers are going to do an alternate 90s Premier League team and it can be for any reason you want them in the team usually they were meant to be deadly but they were shit um, somebody wants Phil Babin there because he's done a DIY vasectomy on himself um, um, courtesy of <laughs> Kazaragi I think and Chelsea um, someone wants Hartson or Berkovic in because Berkovic took the kick from Hartson on the training ground uh, managers and stuff we can go through all of it so your help is greatly appreciated tonight um, so Phil where are we starting do you start? want to start with managers managers of, of <laughs> well I, I, know, I think I know who your manager slash managers are going to be <laughs> Right, the, the, it's the greatest the, story ever. Because you have to pick... But the problem I found out when I was researching all this, Gav, it doesn't happen in the 90s. What doesn't? <laughs> LTEL doesn't become joint manager slash scout slash friend until... <laughs> until the 4th of December 2000. This, right, this, but, but, but it's all built up to... From by, everything that's what, gone on... From 95 when Middlesbrough rock up in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just want to just want to set out at, at at the very start of this. This was my um, prime living period because I was born in 1977. So yeah. soon I'm 18. You're yeah, I'm in 18 in 1995. I think that's how the maths goes, right? So I'm yeah. 16 in 93. So when the when the Premier League comes in, it becomes a thing. It's 1992. 
I'm I'm very aware of everything that's going on and I'm starting to go to college and enjoy alcohol and enjoy all the other things that comes with growing up and uh, the mid 90s is very much a blur and the late 90s is very much a hangover blur so it's like it's it's uh, it's like those festivals and all gone on in my life it was great the 90s was 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 the 90s is arguably the last of the best decades. It's been a shit show ever since then. Um, and it's mainly because of, of mobile phones and, and mobile no, technology. Do you know what I think it is? I was only looking at a thing today where basically a high-ranking, I think it's a high-ranking person within Manchester United in their media team has come out with a video or a video of him has come out basically telling you how they run Manchester United's players' Instagram accounts and Twitter mm. accounts. And they basically take stats and stuff like that and then look at it and decide what they're going to put out right and basically Gary Neville's jumped all over because it's like literally I've been telling you this media teams after every game and stuff like that I think this is the last of it in the 90s you know because they weren't as well trained in answering questions they weren't when you found out something you found out because you know someone had a bleeding (laughs) Nokia and they took a bleeding picture of the person or whatever it might be so I think it's down to that it was, it was a picture lot more fo- instant. Picture phones aren't even a real thing until the late nineties. Like yeah. we're talking almost early nineties at this yeah. stage, right? You're, yeah. you're really they're not prevalent until you get to that stage. People don't know everything that's going on. So, like, um, teletext is still relevant and club yeah. call is still relevant in in this decade. Information isn't quite at your fingertips. The internet is growing, but you used to have like a a, a proper. PC to go on the internet and if you're born in a CD, not that you would, if you happen to be on Pirate Bay or something like that it would take about 14 hours to get 12 tracks onto a CD but instead for anyone that's out there that's old enough to remember the old Britannia Music Club where you could join up and you get your first five CDs free once you promise to buy one CD a month uh, for whatever amount of months you're meant to do and so what the trick was you get on, get your five CDs, keep it for one month and then cancel your subscription and away you went, happy days with six you- CDs in your back pocket Right, so you you just tweaked me on something there. Where not in regards to CDs, like I'm, I wouldn't be a subscription man for CDs. But there was a thing when we were in secondary school. So I I started secondary school in 1994. Mm. Right, so I'm, I'm probably looking around mid 90s, and there was this thing where you could post off. It was like a game of football manager, but it was done by post. Yeah, 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 I do. Yeah, so, yeah. So you basically what happened is you get this envelope in the post, and it'd be like you'd have to sign up for it, and they give just a lot to a team, and you get it, and it'd say on it. Um, this player, this is your team, this is what's happening. And you went through all the paperwork and then you filled out a thing at the end as to what team you wanted. So, mm-hmm. And you sent it back and then a week later you get the result back. You get re- Yeah, you get result back. Yeah. And, and I then... remember getting through the town I was playing a gay meadow and I had a huge transfer budget. So you're putting in bids for players and everything. But I don't know if anyone remembers that. Um, you used to play championship manager by post. It was fucking amazing. It was. Um, and and I, I, I had a Commodore Amigas um, and I would have Maybe had a the known somebody. I almost said me, but it wasn't uh, who had a small, in, small maybe back uh, garden industry and in being able to provide the copies of the CDs of the games to um, friends uh, yeah. for nominal value um, at the time, and it was a handy service. But it was it was very frowned upon. Fact didn't like it, so that's all I'm saying in terms of remember fact fact um, something against um, something and something. It was something against something and tea whatever that was. So that that was fact back then. And there was great magazine. Magazines were relevant. We had Loaded. We had Nuts. We had GQ. There was C&G, the computer and video games, CVG, computer video games magazine. On the television, you had wonderful programs. You don't get them as good these days. Remember the end when you'd put some random fella come in and just lie in the bath of 
beans and rats, let's say, and just let them run all over his face to see how long he could sit there and he'd win a Toblerone. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it was the 90s was great. It was just, it was insane. It was literally like, it really was um, people thinking that the world was going to go end in 1999 and then just doing whatever they wanted uh, for 10 years until that. Like the millennium thing. Everyone forgets about it now. But oh, yeah, the world was going to end. Do you remember? Yeah. Laura had two albums based around uh, the Millennium uh, and, and sold millions of copies. So, well, Red, Steve's, Red Steve's said Gav must have been held back a few years in primary course. This was Red Steve that was really complimentary <laughs> to me last night, but he's back on form tonight. Fuck off, Red Steve. I wasn't held back anywhere. Um, I was born in 82. Around the cheese, DJ Cat on Sky. With the, um, fella who, the, fella, the Dutch fella, Ray Coke. Was that the Ray Coke's? I don't know. Matt Sweeney says the Britannia CD Club got some proper gems and some proper shite through that. I'm missing some comments because I was holding up the Red Steve there. Because when Red Steve is not nice to me, I know he's in good form. So good. That's the uh, let me see. What's this from Mohammed Yogi? Uh, 56k modem that made a hell of a dial up noise. Sounds like it's straight for the end of today. Immense. Um, Immense. Used to stick it into the bottom of the, the Commodore Amiga. 56k modem it was amazing. Like that's we're talking about fifty six kilobytes of data down the telephone line. Mm. Listen to <laughs> when it was done up it was immense. How was the internet? Yeah, Hammer Jogi, of course. Um, I want to give him a mention now while I see his name there. He's the man that's looked after our um, new intro graphics for the Man on Football Show that's starting tomorrow, and it's a belter. I'm going to tell you that now. It's an absolute belter. Um, right, so let's get into this. So mm-hmm. are you start with your managers because if there's anything beyond. Robson and Venables. I don't care if they do it in 2000, right? Because it's basically what what dates in 2000 he does it. It's the it's December the fourth. Um, Terry Venables is official officially announced as the joint manager. But wasn't he? He was knocking around from about. He was knocking around before. Yeah. yeah anyway, was, it's, it's more about Middlesbrough. They, they kick off in '95 and it's just mental. And this is yeah. the culmination of it. So we're we're letting them get in there. And, so Erson Park disappears at the start of the 90s, right? And they go and they build this the new, Selnet, brand new... BT yeah, the Selnet, Selnet Stadium. The BT Selnet Stadium. And they had a lovely, big, huge banner across their jerseys, BT Selnet. And they saw in 95, 96, they bring Janino and Emerson. This this mm. this idea of Steve Gibson's of bringing Brazilian flair to the Northeast. Because <laughs> Brazilians would naturally gravitate towards the Northeast of England with its yeah. sunny climes and uh, Caribbean-style climate and lifestyle that they had um, and in 95 it's just, they, they get promoted and it seems like it seems like an eternity ago but I think they paid five and a half million at the time for Janino and he was only was he 19 year old he let go Madrid, was he? yeah he was at no he, he they sold him to Atletico Madrid in 97 oh, they and they brought him back in, in 2000 um, after everything that went on and then so Essentially, this 95, 96 is when they come back into the Premier League. They come up with Ryan Robson. It's the start of what I call the real mid-90s brilliance of football. They, they get, we've gotten over the hangover of the end of the 90s and the Premier League starting. And we've had that uh, brief sojourn where Blackburn is relevant for two seasons or whatever it is. And now we're into 95, 96. This is when... And Middlesbrough rock up. Middlesbrough rock up. And this is when football truly starts in England is when Middlesbrough appear. This this Brazilian Middlesbrough team appear. Um, and for me... It was it was the most important important um, period of any football supporters team because this Middlesbrough whole saga um, in, in inspires Sky to produce Dream Team off the back of it because well, it's the only way to well, describe it. Jonathan says, didn't the Argentinian keeper goalkeeper quit football in 1988? Carlos, 1988 he, he was part he was, of a cult. 
He was part yeah, of a cult. He was Real Mallorca's goalkeeper. He was part yeah, of a cult. Funka backs it up. He's just carrying yeah, yeah. a quick football for a doomsday cult. He went what off after after the, after the, ni- the ninety nine after ninety eight season after the World Cup. He goes off. He go yeah. He goes off to a farm, a ranch in Argentina, which is part of this cult where he went. They were waiting for the end of the world at the end of nineteen ninety nine. Disappears off for a year. Then it doesn't happen. He goes bollocks and goes back and signs back from Mallorca and starts playing football again. Like <laughs> Fucking mad. Ravenelli's getting a shout already from Kevo Sullivan. He said, When they signed Ravenelli, oh, he was li- he was literally like, How the fuck have you pulled that off? That's 96, but, um, 97. Yeah, well, that's, the start of the, that's the start of 96 because I think we played them on the opening day and we draw three all in the original Ecru jersey, I think. Yeah, and I want to say Fowler, I want to say Barnes, and I'm really sure Bjorn if he scores that day, but mm. um, it's a three all draw. Ravenelli gets a hat trick, and we're all like, What the fuck is going on here? Well, um, again, that that ninety five ninety six team is forgotten about, but they had Fjordhoft on that team. They sold him that year. They, they when they signed Janino, they didn't sign um, Emerson. They signed Branco, the defender. I think they signed him from Roma actually when they when they brought him in. Right? And is he is he the same fella that scored against Liverpool for Genoa in the UEFA or it might be in the Cup Winners Cup? I, I can't think remember. A brilliant free kick. Yeah, and I think um, was he defender? Not, left back. Yeah, that was that was him then. Yeah. He, he scores a belter. Um, your man's in goal. Tony Hooper's in goal for Liverpool. No, not Mike, Tom, Mike no, Hooper. Tony, Tony Warner. Mike Tony Hooper's Warner. in goal for Liverpool. Mike Hooper. In Genoa. And I want to say it's 92 93. Mm-hmm. And they beat us 2-0. They beat us 2 0, and I think that's him that's playing. Um, Polly well, Walnuts confirmed that Bjorn be open the score that day, yeah. This this Middlesbrough team is mad because the, the, there's, there's like a, a, a crossover from 80s, early 80s, late 80s, early 90s, and the start of the Premier League. And it's, it's a real mix because on the team, you have, people forget that Brian Robson at this point is still a player manager, right? Um, Clayton Blackmore, he's rocking around the place as a defender. Doing brilliant things as, as as ever. You've got Viv Anderson is a player for for Middlesbrough. This year. don't go through all your team. Sorry. Don't do this to me. I won't. I just want your Chris Morris, before. the one that that baffled me, right? Because when I was doing the research, I thought Chris Morris was dead at this stage, right? And I don't mean actually dead, but like just dead to the football world. Chris Morris, or Ireland, right back. Chris Morris, or Ireland, right back. Chris Morris is playing yeah. for Middlesbrough in ninety five, ninety six. I thought that ended after he went to to, to Italian ninety. You're away, yeah. Maybe you're away, yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so that, that's 95-96. And, and the one thing I'll say about 95-96 is they managed, their top scorer has nine goals. His name is Nick Barnby. He scored seven goals before the end of October, managed to score two goals for the rest of the season. Um, at the end of October, they're about toward the league and then they almost get relegated, but managed to pull it off without El Tell. And yeah. uh, Robbo managed to get them in and get them into safety for the 96-97. And I will be focusing on that in 96-97 because that is a, a, that is the, the beginning of the heyday of the Middlesbrough period before we get before we get to the late 2000s. And, and so you're you're, you're gonna you're gonna throw us at a Middlesbrough side between say 94 to 2000, which you think is just mental for the players that he had and why were they there and how did he get them? I'm yep. going to, with the help of the listeners, I'm going to bring you a team from the Premier League 90s, and it literally can be anything. I have any reason for, for whatever. If you give me a good reason as to why he should be in the team, throw it in there. <coughs> I am really looking for players that were appalling, but um, were meant to be the business. Um, Tino Ospreay is in very much in the forefront of my mind because he shows. If up. you don't I have, think, if, I think if Tino you don't have Ospreay Andrea Salenzi, if you don't have Andrea Salenzi signing up for Nottingham Forest in that nineties time, I'm 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 just logging off. You can do this on your own. 
Well, do you not remember? I you know the biggest I, nose. Yeah, I remember Salenzi, but the thing is, we we and it's tied to Middlesbrough because I'm nearly sure um, Tino Spreer rocks up in Newcastle. Right? It's fucking mm-hmm. freeze now. He comes on as a sub. Newcastle are one 0 down away at Middlesbrough, right, which is a local ish derby for them. And he comes on, and I don't. I think he might score an assist, and and they win two one. And um, it's like, who the fuck is this fella? And then he just goes off the wall, and he's mental because I know you know he's mental because you're infatuated with Festino Espria as well. So I think he'll be in my side. But for that reason, that's what I'm trying to tell people: come up for any reason you want. Um, I'm even thinking about stadiums, mascots, owners. One end of my stadium will definitely be um. Immural, and I'll tell you about that. The Arsenal end. Yeah, I'll tell you about that in a bit. So you're going with you're going with Terry Venables and um Brian Robson as joint official joint managers. Yeah, they yeah. have to be. Have to be. There's no okay. who's gonna beat them? Nobody to be quite Especially honest. Especially when Tell pointed that way and, and Robbo's pointed this way, because that's you don't need to have two arms then. You have one <laughs> each. <laughs> Just point wherever you wanted. <laughs> so um in the in the in the chat, um, if people want to give me a manager that that would really want, I really want. I'll tell you what, I really really want. I want your man Mike Walker as the manager, <laughs> right? And I'll tell you why. Everything Mike Walker legend. was the manager of Norwich City. I want to say ninety two to ninety four, maybe maybe a little bit more than that. But anyway, listen, he's literally hailed as the next coming of Jesus when he's at Norwich and everything go in and get him. And it's an absolute shit show from the start. I don't know how long he lasts, but he doesn't last that long. And on the on the vibe of meant to be deadly, but he was appalling. I have to um go with Mike Walker as my manager. Harry Bassett is getting a shout in there from Alex. Um um who was the bald head case who used to play for Newcastle there? Timori Cats boy. Yeah. yeah, remember he broke his foot celebrating a goal. Was he, was he not mid noughties? Because Newcastle were quite good in the late nineties. This is the I, Kevin I, Keegan, uh, Bobby Robson period. Yeah, I think um, I think Katsboya might be. No, I think he might be in the nineties. That's yeah. that's the show. I think you're gonna. I think I'm struggling to be Christian Gross. Do you remember the Spurs manager? He yeah. was on the t- on the tube. He came on the train to walk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and Jonathan also wants uh, Christian Gross. Okay. Yeah. Um, Kevin Sullivan wants Corbishley, but he done a decent job of chatting and then just lost the plot altogether. Um, all right, go on. I give us Christian Gross as the manager um, because he thought it was brilliant to turn up. And, and Wango on, on the button. On train. The Amiga and X copy. That, I'm not saying that's just like, just saying. Just is this, the, this is to do with the computers at the time. Just saying that that was there was uh, people who were nefarious may have used that to produce copies of games for friends and stuff like that. Okay, uh, Daglish signed Ketsboya, and Daglish is the manager of Newcastle in '97, isn't he? Yeah, he is actually. He comes in after Keegan, doesn't he? Yeah, '97. So I think Ketsboya gets in there in the '90s. Um, Lunatic scores a winning goal, I think, at home at the Gallagher end of St James's Park, and then just absolutely. Destroys a Harden for no reason, and nobody can understand why he's doing it. And all his mates are like, "What are you doing?" And it turns out he breaks his foot, um, which is absolutely <laughs> brilliant. Brandy Cheese wants Joe Kinnear. Um, no, I'm not having Joe Kinnear. I, I definitely would have Mike Walker because go back and look at the Mike Walker everything stuff. It was brilliant. Um, but Christian Gross gets it because, like, literally, you know, your ultimate selling point is I went on a train, um, which is just amazing. So. Yeah, I'll have I'll have Christian Gross. I think that's that's fair. Um, so, do you want to give me a couple of players you want to throw on the Newcastle side? That I don't in, know. In I don't know your reason side. for them, but you can tell me. 
Okay, so uh, the, the first player I'm picking is um, because I was a Pats fan back in the 90s, right? And I used to go to all the Pats games in Inchicore. So for that reason alone, and I don't care what people say, but he was like a shit Terry Venn. Terry Venn was a shit Terry feeling. Curtis Fleming. Yeah. Right back. Cool. He's going straight into that border side, right? He was also a bit chubby. This is the other thing I want to put out, right? Um, the 90s had loads of fat footballers, and it's the last time we have fat footballers because Arsene Wenger comes in and ruins that crack, right? So he ruins the yeah. fact that that lads can go out on the rip on a Friday night before the games and everything like that. So I'm going Cordes Fleming as my right back. Um, I'm putting Nigel Pearson because he's an absolute nutcase. Yeah, as he's mad. Back at, yeah, he's, he's and, mad. He, he, and he is stone mad and has remained stone mad to this day. Right? Well, so is, isn't he the one that a couple of years ago started talking about ostriches and yeah, all sorts yeah. of messing? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like he's 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 completely insane. Um, and he's there for the 96 97 season as well. And he's the captain of the team, so I think him being captain sets the tone in 96 97 for what's going to appear with, with, with it, right? Um, and then we'll come back to, to, to some other players, but that's what we've got. The first two picks in the in the Borough uh, defence are Cordes Fleming and uh, Nigel Pearson. Because the, I, I start to struggle because there's there's some mad names. There's like Vladimir Kinder who played for them, right? He was he was a Russian, just yeah, ran, managed to pick up a random. But he could have been a CIS player because they weren't Russia at that stage. They were definitely something mad at that point in time. Yeah. Um, and then we have like the, the, there's some like you look at Gary Pallister's play for this. This is before. Uh, like, Robbie Musto's getting a mention. Steve Vickers is getting a mention. Can I just can I just reassure everyone <coughs> that Phil Stamp and Robbie Musto are making this team, even though they're the same person. Or even nobody has ever seen Phil Stamp and Robbie Musto together, right? They're yeah. just the same person. Um, they turned up a bit chunky. They should have. They were probably about fourteen stone, and they should have been eleven and a half. You know what I mean? But it was hmm. it was it was that time, and Araya made special shorts for the lads. So it's uh, and people forget Araya. Araya was a, was a great kit maker. Just random little two squares in the top, and it's like they had. Middlesbrough used to have almost perfect gears, bar some massive white band or strip or something that went across the middle. You know what are you doing that for? Why don't you just have a nice red kit to to, to like the rest of the world? But yeah, right. so Robbie Musto, Phil Stamp would be in there. But for the moment, we're going Cordes Vladimir Kent. You're going Cordes Fleming. Cordes Fleming, Nigel Pearson. Nigel Pearson. I, mean, I, I need to think where I'm going on the other side because we've we've got loads of lads later on. Like there's Joseph Desiree Job, we've got Paul Ince, there's, there's <laughs> yeah, just fellas. Is left back is left back a struggle because I think Kinder might have played there. Um you have got you Christian Ziga comes in at the end. We've got Brankett as well. So like you've like Ziga is there in ninety nine, two thousand. Just yeah. as just as El is starting to bring yeah. his caravan up to the northeast, so, yeah, Norman's yeah. right. Just Craig Higgins on the M6. Craig Hignett is there as well. Yeah, right? so I'm keeping this on the screen though. From Jonathan, he says Christian Gross rocked up at a press are waving his tube ticket, saying, "This is my dream ticket." Alan Sugar was looking at him, thinking, "Who have I just hired?" So that's where I'm going with that. Um, I'm going to stay traditional. I'm going to give it a goalkeeper now. I know I wanted to do this thing where, and if people want to throw in the, in the chat as well, what you go for a goalkeeper and any mad reason behind it, you're, you're absolutely free to go. But I want to put Kevin Pressman up there, right? And the reason I want to is because at the time, in the mid-90s, goalkeepers wore jerseys that were way too big for them. Mm-hmm. Way too big for them. Brad Friedel at Liverpool used to wear them, which was huge on him. Um, but um, Kevin Pressman never did. He just literally... He, they basically, no matter what size jersey they gave him, he done his utmost to fill it. And it didn't matter what he had to do between, you know, Monday and Friday to get into that jersey and make it look proper on a Saturday. So I have Kevin Pressman there. Shane Down says Toyibi. Is Toyibi 99, 98, 99? He's around that time, isn't he? But he doesn't play an awful lot for United. Like he literally no. has that howler against um, 
Southampton. No, he has one against Southampton. Our oh, old yeah, yeah. Split he has, and, he has, um, the best game was life against Liverpool. Actually, that's later because that's due deck time. Yeah, but it's 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 standout time. I'd love to know when TB does that because I remember him. I can <coughs> see the kit. I think Southampton in this yellow and blue striped kit, um, and and it's one of those. So. Uh, I want to go for Kevin Pressman. Taibbi is, is getting it. So it's I, not it's it's not ninety nine because that's the year they did the treble and Schmeichel was in goal for them, and his backup was always that Northern Irish fella. Now Ramon Ram van der Gaal and the Northern Irish. Yeah, Laura, Laura Davis says Taibbi was ninety nine two thousand, so he would get in. Hans Sagers is getting a show. Um, you can't mention. I can't him believe for legal he, I can't believe he didn't pick John Lukic and Ian Walker. Ian right. Walker was the worst goalkeeper, and he was England's number one. Do you know why? Like, do you know what? John Lucas is a show because every time I look at John Lucas from that time, I genuinely cannot stop thinking about where his original sweets. <laughs> he just has that head, doesn't he? It's a very so, coiffed head that he has. Yeah, he has a really weird head, John Lucas. But you know who he reminds me of? Justin Rose, the golfer. Look up John Lucas yeah, and look up Justin Rose, the golfer, and, and you can see that. it. It's like he's like. He's like Justin Rose with Colin Montgomery's hair. That's what he's like. Um, so let me see. Uh, Mike Hooper gets a show. Hans Eger. Now, do you know what? I'm sticking with Kev Pressman. Steve Grisovic. Yeah, but Grisovic was just a Coventry hero, wasn't he? Um, was he any good? He was like, he was he was literally like a 70s goalkeeper, wasn't he, in the 90s? Brian Gunn. that look off him. Brian Gunn wasn't bad. He's a geek. Brian Gunn. Look back at it now and you just go, Jesus, they were terrible. Tom Boland says John Lucas used to hide behind the wall of free kicks. He did. Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> All right, come on, give us John Lucas. Go on, let's just have John Lucas because he hid behind the walls of free kicks. <laughs> there was a man as well who played for um, Sunderland when Sunderland, because Sunderland came up around the time Bordeaux and it was a hmm. French fella. It was a Sebastian Perez. And he was about five foot six. And he was outrageous. Oh, the goalkeeper with the, with the blondie kind of Andre Agassi yeah. looking hair. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember him, yeah. I remember yeah. him. Hey, um, Steve, he, then, is Ian Walker related to Mike? Strange enough, it's his son. That's not, I'm not even making that up because Ian Walker got his, uh, got his break at Norwich when Mike Walker was the manager and then he transfers to Spurs. So, yeah. there you go. And I think he ends up at Leicester now. Does, yeah. I remember right. Um, yeah, yeah. Go on. I'm, gonna, Paul Jones. I'm right. I'm Paul writing Jones down the reasons here because I'm going to actually right. send out the reasons tomorrow. So basically, Christian Gross, <gasps> train ticket, John Lee, hit, hit behind walls. Chris Woods. Chris Woods was the worst goalkeeper to have ever played football at a professional level. The fella, could, the fella couldn't dive. He couldn't dive. He, if anyone, go back and watch Chris Woods. He falls to his knees and then tries to dive off his knees all the time. Everyone used to just chip him. It was like a computer game fell and just chipped the ball. Was, was, was he, he was, wasn't he touted as like the best thing ever? He was. He replaced Peter, Peter Chilton. Chilton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't last long because they figured yeah. out that when, when you, you can't save shots off your knees. He actually took up the method that Peter Shilton was using, but Peter Shilton was decrepit at the time. Like He basically yeah. couldn't walk or move at that stage. Okay, so he took up yeah. the 40-year-old version of Peter Shilton. Yeah, yeah. And, and to be fair, bonkers, uh, Dimitri Corrine, when he used to wear those um, tracksuit bottoms, that used to Ludo do... Ludo McClosco. I thought McClosco was, was underrated. Well, you see, I'm looking for people that are just mad. So yeah. that, like, hiding behind walls... John Lucas, you're all, you, you're good for me. Lionel Perez, Lionel Perez, it wasn't Sebastian Perez, it was Lionel Perez was the fellow at Sunderland. Somebody's yeah. after coming up the line. That's yeah, brilliant. Yeah. I remember the blondie kind of hair. He looked like he looked like he was wearing an Andre Agassi wig. That's what he looked like. So I have Christian Gross and I John Lucas. You have El Tell and, and his mate Brian. 
Um, yeah. You have um, Cortis Fleming, and you have uh, Nigel, Nigel Pearson. Yeah, and I so, haven't picked a goalkeeper because Middlesbrough couldn't pick a goalkeeper for about five seasons until Mark Schwarzer eventually was got his his um, visa, right? Because they had Gary Walsh. People will forget Gary Walsh was touted to be the next Michael. He was a United reject. Yeah, they had. Um, Loads of goalkeepers, like literally, and they all played about twelve or fourteen games a season until Schwarzer rocks up. Um, and it was Scary Walsh. Who else was there? It was some like Ben Ben Roberts, right? He was yeah. touted as a future English number one. I don't know um, when, when did your man that played for Liverpool rock up there. Which one? Brad Jones, wasn't he there as well? That's later, but he comes in as a backup. Alan Miller was another fella that that played there. All all English goalkeepers, right? And then eventually. I think it was the end of 94, well, it was 96, 97, they signed Mark Schwarzer and Schwarzer then becomes, you, know, you can't, you don't, you can't think of a Middlesbrough team without thinking of Mark Schwarzer and his, moiter, his black moiter gloves, right? That, that's, right. it's straight away, array of jersey, black moiter gloves, Mark Schwarzer, strange face. Do you want him in your golden? No choice. Nobody else really, nobody else remembers it. Bar Gary Walsh, but Gary Walsh is geek. Okay. Right. Well then, um, yeah, you can have him. You can yeah. have him. Just to let you know, um Bad Jones is a great shout to be fair, but like I, I I was trying to wedge stadiums in here in some way, but I don't think I can. But I just want to do I genuinely want to give a mention to the time Arsenal um were building I don't know whether it was the North Bank. I think it might be the North Bank that was called a highway. Was it uh, the clock end? I'm not too sure which one was which. I think the clock end might have been the other end, but I could be wrong, someone will tell me. But yeah. basically they just got a big mural and just stuck it up there for months. And um, whether I build this instead of just leaving it and just putting a normal wall up, but I don't think I can wedge stadiums in and somehow. I definitely can throw in an owner. You're going to have obviously your man off Middlesbrough. But come here, come here on, on, the, on that show on the on the <laughs> on the massive wall of people that uh, they had the fake pumped in noise. Do you not remember they had a fake pumped in noise as well? So it wasn't just a wall. It just wasn't just at Harden. They had a Who fake did? stadium noise at Arsenal. Nah. No, should he three sides of the ground? It was grand. On on my life, they had fake pumped in sounds at that end of the ground for when play, t- the teams attacked. It pretended to be the. It was a recording of the North End before they put it up, and they used to play it when the teams were attacking. I swear on my life, that's what they used to do. Oh and well. And then about four months after it was up, Ian Wright realised there wasn't a single white face on the uh, on the mural that they'd built. I mean, so there wasn't a single black face in, in the crowd. Um, there wasn't like a, wasn't any representation of anyone. From it was just all white people that were in, the, in that end as well. Yeah, it was, and there it was, was uh, like just they got one face and they just banged it up fifteen thousand yeah, times and 15, just changed the colour of their top. Um, it, was it was like amazing. that Liverpool. It was like that Liverpool jersey ad where they did the scouts. They backing up here. They watch are saying, "Yeah, they did." Um, they did. I'm telling you. Mate, uh, sorry, just. I hope I'm You're broken this. at this, aren't you? <laughs> Mrs. Yard 2012 says he did. LFC Ireland is saying it's true. I didn't know that. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Bertie, Bertie says, yeah, it's true. They pumped the crowd noise in. Why? Three sides of the <laughs> ground were grand. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That'd be like, that'd be like getting, uh, you know, like we're closing off this end of your stadium because there was racist chants last week and then just record the fucking chants and send them out when you attack anyway. <laughs> That's mad. You can't do that. <laughs> but uh, okay, I gotta mention it now. But I can't wedge stadiums anymore. But I'm really, really delighted with that. Oh, what a show! What a show! Gianluca Festa. Gianluca Festa as left yeah. back. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. he's going in there. That's fair yeah. enough. I've, I've, I've um, left back now. I've only got one slot left for a centre back. Oshin says Paul Merson. I presume he means played the season for Middlesbrough in the fourth division, with, then left for Aston Villa. With, 
we'll get onto that when the on their return because Gascoigne goes to Borda as well. Everyone forgets that Paul Gascoigne played for Middlesbrough. Yeah, Paul Ince. After yeah, it was after his Rangers period. Paul Ince signs in '99 from Liverpool. Jared Hulier yeah. sells him after yeah. we experimented with the dual manager gigs. Yeah, but we just told people we we're dual managers, which which gets us off the hook compared to the other two lads. Um, so I, I literally have an owner. Oh no, sorry, I have a manager and I have a goalkeeper. So I want to throw a couple of. I want to throw um forward in right and yep. it's 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 part of a great story um that i think you might have heard on the last one and um, that we done and it's um and i want to say his name is radichoy um at west ham and he signs harry redknapp signs him at west ham and he's there i think he plays about 10 or 11 games says he's going shopping and never comes back so um <laughs> that's right <laughs> I, I i want to say his name is radichoy but i'm sure Flor- someone... florin radichoy yeah, I'm nearly sure that's his name. He was the Romanian um, player. Yeah, Romanian fella. Signed yeah. by Redknapp. Definitely in yeah. the 90s. Yeah, yeah. Definitely 100%. in the 90s. For West Ham, um, wasn't it? Everyone forgets the Harry Redknapps at West Ham in the 90s. It's like this is this is dream Harry Redknapp time. There was there was, there was Marco Bugers went to live in the caravan. That's true as well. There was <laughs> like Harry Redknapp's West Ham is is a precursor to what he's going to do with Tottenham in in, in the late 90s. <laughs> like it's uh, it, this is what, what he rolls with. Bertie said um, he saw Janino playing at Anfield with Borough and he was unbelievable. Um, Thomas Repke. Uh, Thomas Repke is at West Ham, but it's just Radichoy was in there because literally, I'm literally going to put this team out and beside Radichoy, and people can confirm that for me, I'm nearly sure it was. Mm-hmm. Um, Key plug is Florian Radichoy, but it is at the lad that legged from West Ham. Um, but I'm literally going to just put Radichoy shopping, then left. And shopping never came back, so that's why um, you're going to get you're going to get all I that. Completely forgot that Swindon Town were in the Premier League in the nineties. For the season, and Fjordhoft, and they sign the Swindon sign a fella, Joey Beecham, I think his name is. The people can correct me on this one. And he decides day after he signs, he doesn't want to play there for them anymore, and goes to Everton instead uh, because his wife didn't like Swindon. Beecham. Yeah, Joey Beecham, I think his name is. Now, I'm, I'm sure. No, are you thinking of you? Th- are you thinking of the right winger that had done a stint with Tramier later in his career? I don't I just know that this. No, I'm almost sure it's Joey Beecham. I swear to God. What was the little winger fella that played? <clears throat> there was a winger that played. He was a little. I think he was at Oldham as well. He might, but he's a little blondie fella, really fast right winger. I'm really sure he's a stint at Tramier. I think he might be at Everton as well. Um, but I'd have to, I'd have to see. Um, we'd have to look up the signings for for Swindon in 1992 because they're there in 90, 92 or 93. Um, John Moncore gets a mention there. Um, that's where you. That's where comes from. Fjordhoff has a brilliant season with them. Um, Darren Dunbar says Marcos at West Ham. Jumped out of a hotel window and legged it and never came back. Another red nap tail. What what position did he play, Darren? Because he can definitely get in. I'll definitely pull him in if that's the truth. Um John Moncourt. John Moncourt, that's who I was thinking of. But Joey Beecham, right? Definitely there's something about Joey Beecham. I, I just I did a quick look it up there. He signed from Oxford to West Ham, right? Right. Last fifty-eight days at West Ham. And left and joined Swindon because the traffic was too bad driving from Oxford to West Ham. <laughs> but but that was like um that was like do you remember um Unsworth? Yeah. Unsworth Unsworth, I think, is that Everton? 
is meant to go to Villa, right? Or he's at, he goes to West Ham or something. He's meant to go to Villa. Thiago to he, West Ham. He ends up going to one of them. He's meant to go to one and goes to another. And then decides, I don't know, fuck this, and goes back to everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have a look. Have, look, someone will be able to tell us the, the exactly the, the Unsworth story. But Unsworth is definitely at Everton. Gets transferred out of Everton. Villa. Oshie McGlinch says Villa and then decides when he gets there. Now, this is for me. He goes straight so, back I again. I've got something to do with West Ham as well. But maybe um, a Villa was definitely in the picture, but Villa and then leave straight away. Harry um, was probably brokering the deal. That's what's happened there. There's a lot of throwing up and then disappeared. Could you imagine, imagine that these days with 24 hour, 24 7 news and Twitter and stuff like this? <laughs> well, Margos gets, in, Margos gets in for me because, ju- and I'm just going to put it up upside here, jumps. Window. window. Okay, he's in there as a defender, and I have got Radichoy up front who went shopping and never come back. So I'm good <laughs> with that. So show, throw another M. Um, oh, by the way, I'll have to pick an owner of the club as well. So any mad, mad owners out there in the 90s, let me know. Phil, give um, us another couple of players at Middlesbrough there that you'd like in your team. I've got I've my last centre back. Uh, mm-hmm. I'd love to throw Jason Gavin in there just because I could turn this as an all Irish. Uh, but I won't, right? Um, <clears throat> I think though I'm gonna have to go with the the man mountain. That was Gary Pallister. Okay, but Gary Pallister does he go back there after leaving United? No, he, he must be because Pallister misses out on the on the double, doesn't he? On the treble. Because he's no, goes Pal- back. Pallister goes, goes from Mills. I think Pallister goes. Pallister goes from Mills with United, and I think he's a record signing for the defenders. And then comes back. Pa- Gary Pallister comes back um, in '98, as far as I know. Okay, right. he's their big. Okay. He's big signing and brings them home in '98, and uh, I think he leads them to their highest position in the table. Yeah, they actually did '98, '99. That season, they finished only two points off Liverpool, three points off Liverpool. Okay. Um, Alan Kernan's getting a show here. Alan Kernan is a great show, um, for many reasons, mainly because he couldn't play football. Um, okay, he could get in the way of things. Uh, see, you're confusing Marco Branca, who they also go and sign the the, the centre forward, the Italian centre forward. He's get signed. He gets signed all around. These all get signed around the time just after they get re promoted. So not the first promotion. The 96, 95, 96, 97 period. Because remember, they bounce up and down. They're like the, 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 the very yeah, first yo yo team. Yeah, I think they get relegated in 97 with Ravinelli. Yeah. And all so, so and they, let, down, let, they lose two cup finals that year as well. So the, the big thing about this Borough team, right, that sets the, sets the benchmark is the 96, 97 season, right? 96, 97 season. Because in that season, and the key turning point is they get a dose of flu. We're in the we're still in the middle of the pandemic oh, yeah. and everyone's getting okay. sick, right? You can't. This right? is great. They get a dose of flu um, through this game. It just I think it's twenty four hours before the Blackboard match, and they They're beg. To travel away. Robson's in charge. Yeah, Robson is in charge. Now he's not in charge. If if El Tell was here, he would have pulled a stroke here to make sure that they didn't turn up. Do had the bus worked out or something like that, so they couldn't go down the road, right? Um, and they can't travel. Because uh, they're full of flu and they don't play a reserve side or anything like that, so they failed to fulfil the fixture, um, and they get docked three points by the league, despite them saying, "Look, we're medically unable to travel, whatever it is." Um, they then subsequently get relegated that season uh, <laughs> by two points. 
by two points. <laughs> yeah, you had you had to forfeit the game and lose three 0 I think. Yeah, and the, but that that's that's where they were they were docked three points in terms of what was there. So those three points would have had them what in in terms of what they had at the end of the season they would have forty two points. Instead, they end up with forty nine points and they go down and and the teams on forty the team of forty point goes down with them, which is Sunderland and the two teams of both them Coventry and. I can't remember who the other team was. Southampton, I think it was, both finish on 41 points and that relegates them. But they make the FA Cup final yeah, against Chelsea that year and lose the FA I Cup final. I think they make the League Cup final as well. They make the League Cup final as well. This is this is Brian Robson's triumphant hour, right? So this yeah. is this is the, the pinnacle of Brian Robson as, as a manager. And uh, yeah, I think it was Rude Huller. Rude Huller to Chelsea beats them. In the in the final, I can't remember who beats them in the, in the league final, but definitely the FA Cup final. When people still paid attention to it, they were they they were beaten um, and they're beaten soundly in, in in the cup final itself. I remember Robbo being distraught, and I think this is where he started to fall out of love with football, um, because it results in Ravinelli crying on the on the Wembley turf. Do you remember the the Ravinelli was in bits because he yeah. scored about a hundred goals for Borough that season. Um, Janino, he was in tears. Because they all knew if they went down that the dream was over and all these lads were going to be off. And Janino had taken like a duck to water up in, up in uh, Middlesbrough. He was about the same height as most of the people who live in Middlesbrough. He fitted in really well up there. He looks like a fella who isn't well and, and, and could do with some feet. So, um, all being told, Janino and Ravinelli both in bits, in tears, and then force playing out of there and they're gone. Redknapp's yeah. <laughs> transfer plane was loaded up at the back of Wembley as they disappeared through all the array kit at the kit man and bailed for the exit. It was door. unbelievable. Um, Di Matteo does get one of the fastest, I think it might be still be the fastest goal in FA Cup final history. And he bashes it in and he was in goal. Fell away. There's a fella, he definitely has like a fucking hairband in his hair. Black hair. I remember him. He goes backwards to it. I can't remember his name. Some of the time he was in goal that day. I remember. I can see him. I just can't remember his name. Um, Owner-wise, I'm going to put an owner on my side as well. And it's definitely Peter Ridsdale. Um, because I keep going back to it. The man had a million pound worth of fish in the, the, the boardroom at Ellen Road. And was handing out money like it was going out of fashion. And then it turns out, surprisingly, <laughs> that a couple of years later, they had no money left. Um, let me see. But Polly Walnut said, um, didn't Sam a man... Give one of the players a camel as a signing on fee, like he did. He did. Yeah. He did. Turnbull so, was in goal for for Middlesbrough. Ross um, Turnbull was it? Yeah, that's what he says. Turnbull. No, Turnbull. Uh, no, the Turnbull you're thinking of was the guy that was at Fulham. He was really good, really highly rated. I don't know. No, there it is. He's right. Laura Duff is right. Ben Roberts. It was, ben Roberts. Was that, um, yeah. I mentioned him earlier on. Yeah, you did. You did. I just couldn't. I just couldn't remember. Um, yeah. So I'm going to put. Um, uh, Ridsdale is my owner. Okay. And I'm just going to put beside that one million quid of fish. Yeah. So I'm flying here. So I have a, I have an owner, I have a manager, I have a goalkeeper, <laughs> quid of fish. A, a defender and a striker. Right. <laughs> and as I said, anyone that, if you want any players of my, in my team, you just put them in the chat. Give me the reason why you want them in. And it can be that they were meant to be deadly, but they were shy. Or it can be just literally, listen, this fellow was mad. And he done this, and he done that, and we bang him in. So, Phil, who, are you going into midfield now? Yeah, midfield, I've got such a wide choice in midfield because you've got the you've got the, the the twin brothers of of Phil Stamp and Robbie Musto. Um, 
Viv Anderson in the squad in mid nineties. Yeah, I did mention that 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 that, uh, that 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 Viv Anderson was in the squad, but like to be fair, um, he passed his peak at the stage. And given that we've picked no wheel, no wheel. Remember no wheel. You do remember no wheel. He's later, but he's he's at Leeds mainly, right? And he only really arrives after the fun times have ended at Borough. Borough had stopped being Malcolm. Malcolm Christie is he a nineties Borough child? Later. Because he was at Derby forced and he gets signed from Derby to Borough. Like this is what, what happens at, uh, when we get to that period. Nobody cares about Borough at that stage. We've had our fun. It stopped being Disneyland and it's now Tremor, right? And it's like it's it's, it's there's there's no there's no really the novelty's gone at this stage. Yeah. You know what I mean? We've we've yeah. moved on. There's um lots of stuff going on at this and football series. David Walsh wants Jamie Pollock in midfield. I want Jamie um, Pollock in there. Stamp Musto Musto and Pollock. They've been very hard when you the pitch. You've got Gascoigne and Ince as well. How am I not putting these lads in, right? Because, mm. like, Ince is the governor. Gascoigne is in bits after 96. Like, he basically, this is the bad Paul Gascoigne that comes down, um, slightly mm-hmm. rotund, more rotund. There, yeah. was a, there seemed to be a, a, a chunky clause when you got when you signed for Borough back then. You, you seemed to be <laughs> allowed to have a couple of burritos and whatever you wanted uh, food-wise. I don't know what... Does anyone know what the culinary delights of Middlesbrough are? Because I didn't go looking for for whatever culinary delights Middlesbrough's famous for. I'm sure it's something like um, batter. Batter. Something in batter. Yeah. I'm good with that. Batter, batter. I'm going to throw... I'm just going to let you know. I'm going to throw Marco Reaper in um, into my side because um, I think it was... Uh, Norman said, Marco Reaper, West Ham, head case. So I'm good for that. I just have Marco Reaper, just mad, written beside that. So he's in my team. How are you not? You have to have the Canyon in your team. Well, is a ref over. Can, I, can I throw a few in there, right? So I'm going yeah. to have, I've rather chill. Right? Yep. So I'm going to try and make this some sort of a four man attacking. So I'm going to go with the Canyon mm-hmm. because he pushes your man over and your man is like a joke. Um, I'm going to put um, Cantona in. Because he gives that fella a, a kick. And when he's right or wrong, he's still done it. It was still box office. So, you know what I mean? You have to hand yeah. it to the guy. And I'm going to put in John Harton because, like, genuinely, a game of Rondos on the, on the, on the training pitch shouldn't lead to you volleying a fella up in the air <laughs> by, by the face. Do you know what I mean? And the guys thing about that one was, right? The guys thing about that was, I think Redknapp's in charge here again, right? It's like this shit follows him. But the guys thing about that is, at the time, I don't think they had. Um, you, you you wouldn't get a lot of access to training grounds. It wasn't as as um, you know media friendly as it is now. Like you know, you see fucking every training picture. But yeah, I think yeah. the, I think he I think he'd given Sky permission. <laughs> Come on in and have a look at the training and, look and what, what happens. Doing. No, do you know who it is? It's your man um, that does the interviews after the games. I'm nearly sure it's him. Yeah, off Sky, you know. Fellow that interviews the players after the games in the tunnel. He's doing a fucking Jeff, years. Jeff, uh, not Jeff Stelling. Jeff Shreves. Jeff Shreves. That's right. that's it. I'm really sure it's Jeff Shreves. Mm-hmm. The videos, the fucking thing. And we're, we're Harton and um, and what's his face, uh, Berkovich. And it ends up being this fucking you know kind of dodgy fucking video. But um, someone that's the story I've heard. But either way, he's still volleying the fella in the face during training. Yeah. Like so. So um John Hartson's in there. So the front four is going to be the Canyon Cantona Hartson and Radichoyo. All right. So I'm basically gonna have like two lads in midfield, two Leonatics in midfield. 
that's fair enough. I, I'm struggling, so I want to, I'm, I'm going to call in a, a wild card here. G- given that Phil Stamp and Robbie Musto is the same person, that means I can pick more players from the midfield because right. I can put, put the two of them out and you'd never know that, 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 that what's going on. So I'm having, right? Um, Phil Stamp and Robbie Musto, same person. Emerson, you can't have a Brazilian team without having Emerson. You can't, you can't have a Brazilian team without, you can't yeah. have a Middlesbrough team without Emerson. His long, flowing black locks running up and down the sideline. That was, that was the uh, 90s. And you know what? I keep saying it. He was a fucking brilliant player when he wanted to be. When he wanted to be. Oh, when When he he wanted to show up, he was just. He loved a midweek match. He loved a midweek match. That's what it was. And he loved that one where he dragged the ball out, dragged the studs along the ball, and then let it go under his other leg, his left leg, as he'd done it. And he was fucking brilliant. Big time, right? Um, I'm going with. Because there is a big choice, right? You've got Paul Gascoigne. You've got, um, is it, we've got the two lads. We've got Paul Ince. Like we basically have a who's who of over the hill agent midfielders that that's there as well. There's got you've got um, who am I thinking? Well, Janino is technically a midfielder, so you've got Janino and Emerson, right? You've got the, the Stampy and Musto twin brothers, right? Who are just one person. And then it leaves me room for one more. But you've had Merson and you have Gascoigne all playing for Borough. Like this is this is this team should have actually won things <laughs> when you look at the names that are there. But I'm I'm going with um yeah, I'm going with I think I'll have to go with Emerson, Janino, Stamp and Musto, and um Paulins. Okay. That's the quintessential Terry Venables, <laughs> Brian Robson, midfield. Absolutely. all the lads, midfield. Literally, yeah. literally no shape, no balance to it. Not even, like, there's not a winger. There's not, there's, it doesn't know what it is. It's just, it's just all over the shop. It's, let's sign loads of players and just put them there. Yeah. Jerry Cattler okay. saying, Nicky Barnby. Barnby is only there for about a season and a half before he goes to Everton. That's what I'm saying. He, was, he scored the goal in 95, 96 and disappears off by October of 97 to Everton. And yeah. that's the end of Nick Barnby at Middlesbrough. Bonkers wants Ali Dia in there. That's of course the man that's famous for um, being George Way's cousin, isn't he? As at Hampton. Yeah, you can't you um, can't have nineties football and not have Ali Dia in your squad. It's the is best he a forward. Ever. He's nothing. He's just a fella. Just <laughs> okay, so I can just I can just lash him in the middle of the field. It doesn't matter. He's shy. He's going to be shy wherever he plays. So yeah, that's fair. Um, so just people, people know, forget wait. people forget about Ali Dia, right? And even Graeme Sooners to this day says it right when he comes on as a sub in that game. The forced touch he takes, right? The forced mm. touch he takes, the forced run he goes on, he looks like this incredible footballer. And I, I, I beg anyone to go back. He get takes a couple of good touches and looks like he's going to be something. After that, just falls apart. It's like he just had that look. You, you know, you know when you see a fella come on and players. I don't know where the players that are playing against go. I don't know what he's going to do. I'll stand off, I'll stand him off a bit here just to see what goes on. And yeah. then he just runs down. But the best bit is, and it couldn't happen nowadays. He basically just sent the letter into Southampton and says, "Yeah, I'm Ali. I'm, I'm Georgie Way's cousin. Give him a buzz there." And they never checked out to see if it was real or not. <laughs> just right, well, I'm going to pull him in, and I'm just going to write Ali Day, and he's just. A random fella. That's my reason for having him in, right? So I have Ridsdale with his mum, one million quid of fish as my owner. Christian Gross with his train ticket um, as number two, uh, or as, his, as his manager. Um, John Lukic, because he hit behind Waltz. Um, Margos, because he jumped out of a window, West Ham. Reaper, because he was just mad. There's a West Ham team going here. Ali Dia, random fella. Decanio pushes a ref. Cantona, 
kicks a fan. Hearts and volleys Oil Berkovic. Ready to try to go shopping and never comes back. So I'm trying to walk out here. Look, I have a keeper. I have two defenders. I probably need a centre-back and a left-back. And then I have my front four. So I'm probably going to have to go with a two-man midfield of Ali Dia and one more. Can I offer two suggestions as centre-back? Because there's one is the quintessential 90 centre-back, right? Mm -hmm. Philippe Albert of Newcastle. Right? He was good. No, nah, okay. he wasn't. He was great at going forward, but he couldn't defend for his life. I don't know how he was ever defended. He should have been a defensive midfielder or something, right? <clears throat> and Neil Redfern. If you don't have Neil Redfern as, as one of your centre-backs. Mm. right? A centre-back? So, yeah. A Redfern was a midfielder, though. It wasn't. He was a centre-back. Oh, that's who I'm putting in. Sorry. No, I have it. I have it. Who? Darren Dunbar. Brolin has to be Thomas in. Brolin. Thomas Brolin has to be in. He just turned up and ate everything and scored one goal <laughs> and done his... Um, Michael, from, from 1992. Um, so, in the midfield, I'm having Ali Dia and Brolin. <laughs> um, and I decided Brolin, I'm just going to go eight a lot. All, all, all I heard is that, uh, that, that El Tel and Robbo have just put in transfer bids for Ali Dia and Brolin. <laughs> They've set them up in the midfield. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what they'll do. Um, somebody asked, are you having a kit? And somebody did say up here, and I, and they listen. You can't go wrong with this. Um, can we get Gav's team to wear the United Invisible kit? Of course, United a hard time complaining that they couldn't see each other in this kit when they get beaten. I want to say five two by West Ham or by Southampton. Um, at the Dell. Um, I know they get done six one in a blue and white jersey, but I think um, I think this might be five two or something. Like that. Um. Mm. But but uh, yeah, we can definitely have the United Invisible kit. Um, I I'm not too sure what year that was, but I want to say somewhere around ninety five ish. But someone let me know. Um, LFC Aaron with a super chat says Borough also signed Emerson's cousin Fabio, but he only played one game for them in a year. True story. Show, absolute show. Smirk fella wants Smirk fella wants to live up a white suit. Um, as as no. pre match wear. Oh fuck's sake! Okay, I'll have the pre match. <laughs> Free match, uh, LFC '96 final suits. Okay, um, six three, six three. Says Stephen Lennon. So does Polly Walnut. Um, yeah, six three sounds about right. Wasn't that? Wasn't your man playing for them? Um, for Southampton, the Lafayette fella. Southampton. Um, Marion Parhurst. Marion Parhurst was he not early nineties, early nineties? No, I have a feeling he might be in around doing doing bits for them in the late nineties. Mm. But then again, this six three is um this six three is yeah, is it ninety five, ninety six? Then I have your man Egg Lost and starting me head as well. Um Laura Duffy says the invisible kid was ninety six. Was Egg Lost and Stad involved? In that because I have visions of him scoring in that game as well. Egg Austin Star for yeah, Southampton. Yeah, Egg Austin Stad, yeah. I'm, um but there we go. Um, oh, we, oh right, look, here's one. Here's one here as well. Smirk Phyllis says, all my players need to wear those nose bands that Robbie Fowler wore. Do you remember them? The, the, so, the plasters to open your airways. Wear Fowler nose things. Plus, okay. you have to dye your hair when you go on international duty for a major tournament. Do you remember the Romanian team all dyed their hair blonde? Yeah. 98. 
Yeah, yeah. I remember that. And Andy Townsend dyed his hair blonde in, in 94. USA 94 and his knees swelled up and he couldn't play in one of the matches because he had a reaction to the, <laughs> oh, the dye of his hair. <laughs> Andy Townsend, of course, Middlesbrough, ex-Middlesbrough. Ex-Middlesbrough. Not much. He was really a, a, an Aston Villa fella. Yeah, but um, he was. But he, I think he ends up in Middlesbrough around 97. He does. He does. It's actually it's slightly later. It's 99. I think he might the, score at Old Trafford in a game for Middlesbrough as well. He but. could have. Uh, where are we talking? Hamilton, Rickard. Yeah, Owen, don't don't be worried. Like, okay, look, I'll give it my, my, my centre forwards. You have to go Ravinelli, right? Because everyone just thinks, even though he's only there for about 10 seconds, right? He's there for mm-hmm. a season, scores loads of goals and pisses off while he cries and pretends he's upset about having to go, right? But you're all forgetting one of the, the, one of the, the key fake centre forward brilliances at, at Middlesbrough. Alan Boxic. He Boxic is is the is Terry Valables and uh, Brian Robbo's man in two thousand two thousand one, and he scores about four goals. And everyone thinks Boxic is an amazing centre forward because two of them are, are absolute belters that he scores. Yeah, um, Hamilton Rickard is definitely going in there. I'm just nearly sure. I'm nearly sure. I remember Liverpool fans wanting us to sign Alan Boxic as well. A hundred percent. And it's the same yeah, fellas today sure. who it's the same fellas today who want us to sign all the players, right? Mm. Um. There's Stuart Parnaby. Uh, uh, that's the name that just it's come into my head. Stuart Parnaby. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> it's right. Like, it's like I'm having one of those moments um, for him, a man who has the ghosts that talk to him. <laughs> it just comes into the head there. Uh, and Dean, with Dean Windass, people forget Dean Windass is is, is uh, a Borough player and um, has quite a large arse to go to. But Boxage, key plunk of Boxage was brilliant to find. Get the bow. Get the fucking bow. Not having it. He wasn't. He was great he was, in Serie A. Yeah, um, so I, was, and someone, so someone, was Andreas Alenzi. And if you don't have Andreas Alenzi in your team, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm going to be. Where does he play? He plays for Forest. Yeah, but is he a forward? Centre forward. I oh, fucking loads of forwards. I know you do because they're all shite. No, I'm putting Steve Morrow in. Stephen Lennon wants Steve, Steve Morrow, Morrow, and I'm doing that because Steve Morrow, <laughs> of course, the hero of the cup final in '93. I want to say Mrs. Arsenal against Sheffield Wednesday. Um, yeah. Does he score the winner? Darren Duck, <laughs> a fair, fair show for Sheffield Wednesday's Paul Warhorst to play anywhere in the pitch. Do you remember he's yeah, the that's centre, right. Paul Warhorst, of course, plays a centre back for Sheffield Blackburn. Wednesday. No, no, no. Then, he's 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 a centre. He's Sheffield a centre Wednesday. Back. Yeah, and then, no, he then he goes to Blackburn. That's what I'm forward. saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes to Blackburn. Yeah, off the back of him just being fucked up front for Sheffield Wednesday. Scores about twenty five goals. <laughs> um, but um, Morrow, of course, is, I think it's the 93 Cup final. I think it's Arsenal's Sheffield Wednesday. Mm. Um, I think it goes for replay. Um, and, of course, he's celebrating. He gets picked up by, I want to say, someone like Steve Bold and someone else. And you just drop, you just fucking throw him from about seven foot in the air. And he breaks his arm. And um, they're all going up to get the, the, the trophy. <laughs> and he's in a jocker at the bottom of the steps. <laughs> so, um, Steve Morrow, arm issues. I'm just writing down beside that. So he's a centre back. So I've only one player left me left me team, I think, because if I have Lukic in goal, I've Marcus Reaper, yeah. Steve Morrow at the back. And then the two midfielders, Andy Dia and Thomas Brolin. And then up front the Canio Cantona Hearts and Rally So I've only one left, haven't I? You've only one left, yeah. I've got Boxage and I've got Hamilton Rickard up front. But I can't I have to have Ravenelli up front. Um in terms of what's there, because it's, it's 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 how can I not? You can't have Alan Bo- Alan Boxage and and t- yeah. Okay, yeah. Shout out for me for um for a midfielder for any reason that you put him in, not just because he was a hard man or or you know someone that I'm really looking for someone that was came with a massive reputation and then just 
was absolutely appalling. And I'm, I'm nearly, I could look at Liverpool for this. I could look at many. You know, um, <laughs> like John Jensen, the, the Danish fella that ends up at Arsenal. Shy. Um, he, there's a couple more in there that were just terrible. Um, let me know. Midfielder, one more midfielder. So, you, have you finished your team? Uh, I think I've, I've named everyone. Um, and while you're, while you're thinking and look at the names, like that 90, just going back to 90, before, because we, we obviously went through the tell, tell um, Robson gig in the, in the last one. Mm-hmm. But, like, you're forgetting that you've got the day of the cup final, uh, Fabrizio Ravinelli starts to punch up in the team hotel. <sighs> with Neil Cox, the defender of the team, um, and started it because Cox had given an interview uh, suggesting that he thought that, based on form, Mikel Beck should start ahead of Ravinelli in, in the cup final. Right. <laughs> um, and, yeah, so they, well, they were all having photos taken in their suits and sunglasses. Um, Ravinelli decided to spit at <laughs> Cox, and then he threw a punch. <laughs> There's more going on. This is before the game kicks off. That'll do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was trying to have a fight with everyone. There was like even on the Ravenetti was continued it on the bus to the game, and to cap it all off, and you love this. <laughs> While this is going on, the team bus, <laughs> Stan Boardman, the comedian, doing a stand-up gig <laughs> at the front of the bus, <laughs> at the front of the bus to keep people's spirits up ahead of the cup final. And you have Raven and he's spitting and throwing bottles and everything. That's your man Neil Cox down Holy the back of the bus. Shit. Yeah, uh, Burrow was just amazing, weren't he? It was just so good. Did you tell me? Did you tell me there's actually a podcast about Middlesbrough in the nineties? Yeah, um, your man Sasha Nakrani, who does a lot of Liverpool stuff, is is he writes for the Guardian. He did one where they picked the best Borough team of the nineties, um, about four, about three and a half. It was actually the week after we did the, the last uh, right. international break um, podcast. Um, but yeah, it was mad. But do, do you know as well that season? Um, <laughs> Borough went and trained in a prison. <laughs> Why? Just as part of team bonding. Team bonding. Yeah. Because you not just went to the Lake District and ran up and down a few hills or whatever. No, they trained. They trained in 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 a. <laughs> they trained in a prison. It was, it was Robbo's idea of letting them show, you know how how lucky they were to be. <laughs> It's, just, it's absolutely bonkers stuff. Ravinelli, but your man Gibson is, is funding all this. Yeah, he Gibson just crack. Gibson was like Gibson was like the original version of what's his name, um, the Russian fella at oh, Bramvich. Yeah, he, this was the first attempt at it, right? Yeah, but not getting um, anywhere with it. Just spending no, no. a load of money, yo-yoing up and down, and just brilliant <laughs> stories coming out of it. Like genuinely, he would have completed football if he just stuck Harry Redknapp in charge there. Yeah. If he stuck Harry Redknapp in charge, we wouldn't have needed football anymore. We would have just lived off the stories and the carry on there for years and years and years. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm with that. I, I'd love, I'd love him to see that. Uh, listen, for me, right? For me, honestly, I wish if I don't know if people watch it or have watched the the, the football versions. You know, all or nothing. You know the the Amazon yeah. series yeah. that they have at the moment. All see, or you've nothing. done one, someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hold on. Imagine if they could take go back and do an all or nothing Middlesbrough and just do it like as, as a running series for five years. Yeah. As it goes goes on. It's just like it, it would be literally Because you can't you can't 
even if you got mad situations, the mad situations now are absolutely funded by mega millions and media being all over. But this wasn't. This was he was spending money. Yeah. Right. But it wasn't like they were at his door every day, every movement. It was just mad stuff just kept coming out. And they just kept doing mad stuff. And it was unknown. It was genuinely unknown when Middlesbrough were doing this stuff. And even now when you look back at it, you're going, they got him, they got him. I mean, instead of naming the players and the stuff they got up to, it was unbelievable. Look, you had the crazy gang because Wimbledon are mad, right? They're all lunatics. That's the way they went on. But this, I genuinely, like, um, Darren Dunbar's best 90 podcast is quickly Kevin hosted by Josh Whittacom. It's so funny. I might go and check that out. But genuinely, like, and you say Sasha and the Cranny's done one on Middlesbrough. But just even, you know the way you, you hear podcasts and they bring you through the history of Liverpool <coughs> or the history of this? I would love somebody to sit down and and document everything from Middlesbrough, I would say from 92 to 2002. Just that 10-year period. Yep. And it's it's golden. It's absolutely golden. Um, I, I definitely don't. I'm still waiting on a good midfield at all. I'm trying to think of someone that was just meant to Dan be Austin, that's a great show. Christian Carrington <coughs> was at Borough and he also yeah. scored a winner against Liverpool on the 26th of the, on Stevens' day or Boxing Day as they call it in England. Um, could have been 2000 when El Tell was there. Um, he was sitting in the, in, in the midfield and scored a winner against us. Um, but the Ravinetti thing is is still fascinating to me. Like He hated being at Borough. Everyone thinks that this is amazing. Do you remember when Ravinetti was at Borough and it was great? He hated... Every single moment of being at Middlesbrough, <laughs> right? But still banged in goals, banged in goals. But he hated it. He hated Brian Robson. Hated him with a passion. In the cup final, <laughs> supposedly he was livid after the game because <laughs> Borda could have won that cup final, except for the fact that Brian Robson forgot that he could use substitutions. They played through extra time Everyone, and never made yeah. one substitution. <laughs> You probably couldn't get Venables on the phone to give him a final answer on it. Do you know what I mean? Actually, that's a great show, David. Watch the Netflix documentary on Sunderland was done over two years, and you couldn't have picked about two years. It was yeah. fucking mad in Sunderland. Um, Absolutely. Actually, fair Keith, that's his fair show. Keith of this, of this parish is 90s West Ham. All or nothing sounds more box up. Actually, a West Ham, a 90s West Ham against a 90s Borough. Right under given that you've got Harry Redknapp and everything. Yeah, but 90s, 90s West Ham was real, um, you know, it was real Del Boy and fucking, it was a real Del Boy thing with, with Redknapp yeah. and stuff like that. Whereas yeah. with Middlesbrough, it was like five million on him. Ravenelli's won a European Cup, get him in. And like they're literally scrapping for their lives against Leeds. I'm nearly sure it's Leeds at Ellen Road last day of the season. And um, they go down and you're like, what is going on here? And it, it actually, I think that sparks the, oh, no one's too good to go down. Because they looked like they were way too good to go down on paper, and they still managed to do it. Um, so th- there you go. Like it's 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 one of those. Um, Can I just just because the the whole fat thing was really sort of in my head when I was t- when I picked Borat, right? But there's a quote from Jan Agafjortoft, and everyone hates Fjortoft because of all his, his rumour mongering and stuff. He's a right? spoofer. Yeah, but Fjortoft yeah. Has a quote that when Branco turned up at Bora, he was six kilos overweight. <laughs> when he left, he was ten. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, book! Oh, book! Wants Carlton Parmer. I'm not putting Carlton Parmer in. Um, just not. Uh, let me see. Um, Bertie has one here, and I'd like him to explain a bit more. Clough not letting Stuart Pierce play unless he fixed his iron. Which um, I need. I really need to know more about that. Um, 
Let me see. Uh, Polly Walnut <laughs> says, Dean Saunders telling the story of Clough trying to sign him. Prices. I need to know more about that as well. Um, <laughs> it's uh, There's some research going on about... Um, there's a lot of talk about Jet and Wolf and stuff like that from... The, what's them? From gladiators. The Algon um, Master of Gladiators. Yeah. And then... Um, yeah, there's loads of stuff going on there about different uh, people. And you know what's going on when you look at it. But... Um, have you picked? Have you finished with your team? Well, give us your full team. Go on, give us your full team. I can't remember at this stage. So you uh, had you had Schwarzer and goal. You had Curtis Fleming. There's so many. There's so many quotes. But, uh, just <laughs> so you've Curtis Fleming. Hold on. You've you've, you've who have you got to go? Schwarzer. Oh, Schwarzer. Schwarzer. Curtis, Curtis Fleming. Fleming. Nigel Pearson. Nigel Pearson. Um, who, I said Gary Palliser, but fuck, we put Vladimir Kinder for, for the crack. Or right, anyone. Kinder and Branco. Kinder and Branco, right? Because, mainly because Branco's come. No, Gianluca Festa was there as well. Mainly I put Festa in instead of Kinder. Okay, so we have Branco who comes in six kilos overweight, goes out ten kilos overweight. Yeah. Right? Um, then in midfield, we said Robbie Musto and Phil Stamp are the same person. The same so person. That so that's one. just one of them, yeah. We have Emerson. He was the greatest yeah. ever player at Borough, except he didn't want to be there. He kept thinking Barcelona were going to sign him. Juninho yeah. is there is there as well, even though he yeah. gets bashed. And then yeah. we I think we've we've gone with the classic Paul Ince, right? Um yeah. <clears throat> he's come in to solidify things for, for Borough the, yeah. and just before El Tel rocks up, right? So yeah. then up up front I've gone with Ravinelli, who never wanted to be there in the first place and hated being yeah. there. <laughs> and yeah. uh, Boxic. And Ravinelli prepared pre- pre- prepared playing, training in the prison because the prison ground was better than the Middlesbrough training. <laughs> <laughs> you have forgot Jamie Pollock. Um, and I Jamie know who Pollock. I have in midfield. I know who he is and I get his name. I think he was like... He was an Eastern European player. He was with Sasa Churchic. Sasa Churchic? That yeah. was random as, as bejesus. Brilliant at Bolton goes to Villa. People need to um need to confirm that I'm nearly sure his name was Sasa Churchic. And he was at Bolton. And this I'm nearly sure he was at Bolton. He's <clears throat> he's very good for them. Like he's very, very good from 92, 93, 94, in around that time, maybe a bit later. And he's like what a fucking player Sasha Churchage is. And um, I'm nearly sure Villa signed him. And he's fucking horrendous for Villa. Um, so Sasha Churchage. I'm just going to write look, down broke look Villa. At Keith being all, look at Keith being all serious, serious. Emerson was woeful, lads. A journey man who couldn't get a cap. Muck. <laughs> Emerson, Middlesbrough. He was deadly. Um, there you go. Dave Walsh confirms it. Sasha Churchage. Um, uh, Bolton to Villa. Um, yeah, Bork, Duncan Ferguson was absolutely insane, and he still is. Ferguson left everything, didn't he? And he went to was it West Ham? Newcastle. No, Newcastle, and then come back. He was, so the, they, original, they he was the original Andy Carroll. They signed him around, I want to say, 99. And I think he stayed for a season because when he comes back, he scores in air treble winning season. He scores against us at Goodison and he's wearing number 29 or something on his back. I think he does a year at, at Newcastle. Um, Newcastle sign him. I think, did you get rid of Ferdinand to sign him? Les Ferdinand? Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but, um, 
there you go. Yeah, no, make an absolute mess of it. Newcastle is another bleeding hairbrain fucking stuff going on up there as well. And you're about to see it again. Um, mm-hmm. You know, one of those. Uh, let me see. Uh, O'Shane McGlinch, he says, played for Palace after Villa Churches was shy. Uh, as well there, and he got relegated back to the first division. So Sassy Church is definitely good because literally he was built up as this thing. Where you see him at Bolton, he was amazing. Villa have made a brilliant sign, and he was desperate. He was desperate. We 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 did loads of them in the nineties. Do you remember we, we signed? Do you remember we signed Ivan Leonardson? Ivan Leonardson, yeah, ninety seven. Insanely brilliant at Wimbledon. Insanely shite at Liverpool. Oh, well, yeah. Like I remember him signing, being so excited, and he was absolute Phil garbage. Bab. Phil Bab. Sign him in the summer of '94. John Scales. Coventry. John Scales wasn't too bad for Liverpool, but um, we, we, we had went the that period of signing three and four million pounds centre backs in the worst. Three at the back: John Scales, um, Neil Ruddock, and Phil Bab. And it only ever worked when David Mark Speedy. Roy was there. Mark David Roy was Speedy like, was saved. David Speedy at Liverpool was really early '90s, I think '91, yeah. <laughs> and he was terrible. His scores were all Trafford, though. Yeah, um, yeah. You've but got yeah, Tom, Liverpool, Tom Liverpool Picnic, loads of them. Bjorn Tora Kavarma. Hmm. Um, off the top says, um, what he says, Lombardo. Lombardo, did he, how does he end up at Palace? Yeah. Coming at the end of his career, wasn't he? Was Steve Harkness. Was Steve Lombardo Harkness. around the time when the free transfer stuff came in? Attilio Lombardo was at Crystal Palace. For the year, did he get relegated? I've I seen him play around yep. field. Um and then he heads off. He, I think he, it's I think he leaves head. for Sampdoria and goes back, goes back to Juventus. Yeah, after year. The, the Juventus <coughs> thing was Juventus had loads of mad players that did looked he, mad. Did Lombardo come back at one stage and be like caretaker manager at Palace? I, I think he was. Well. I think he was. I think he was there. Stefan Givash. Newcastle yeah. signed loads of really shit players. He scores <laughs> against Liverpool in the ninety-eight, yeah, yeah. ninety-nine season. We bashed them four-one. Do you remember Long gets a hat trick in the fourth? He couldn't run. Couldn't run. No, Kivash literally had no pace. Um, David Walsh says, Wasn't Lombardo the manager? I'm nearly sure he was. I think he was, yeah, for like yeah. six months. But was he actually? Did he turn up at Palace? They sacked that manager who could have been a put him in as manager and put Lombardo in as the player manager. And I then after that, he went, Fuck this, and he was out. And yeah. I think he goes back to Juventus. So there's a good one, Lombardo. Um, Janino. Darren Dunbar says, when this game is played, can we get it abandoned halfway through for floodlight failure, please? Of course, um, that's, wasn't that a big thing in the 90s where when the floodlights yeah, went down and the game was fixed? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, you see that bulb flickering up there, you know it's coming. Yeah. Eastern you know? European Eastern European betting significance or whatever it was that was driving it, um, times it was there. Mike Marsh, Paul Stewart. Do you remember um, Newcastle signed your man, Luke the left Albert winger Luque. from Deportivo. Was it Deportivo? Deportivo de la Coruña. Yeah. He was meant to be deadly and he was a Paul. Um, there was some, some mega amount of shite signed in the 90s. Yeah, But it was really, really was. made up for it. Um, it really was. and Don't be fucking slagging Mixu Patalainen. He was an Aberdeen legend. I won't be having that normal. Mixu Patalainen, I always remember from Bolton and Hibs. <clears throat> yeah, but it was actually Aberdeen that he was made it? his name in Scotland because I'm an Aberdeen fan. Okay. Are you? Yeah. You ever been to Aberdeen? Yep. Have you? Yeah, I went to see the oil rigs. Right, okay. I heard it's yeah. a bit grim up there. It's very grey. Yeah. I thought I heard the it. sea. The North Sea. Mark Fish, um, Bolton, Trebo West, ends rocks Trebo up at Derby. And he's another player that Liverpool fans wanted us to sign as well. Andy um, Niamey, the greatest mitt ever, the goalkeeper. Yeah. Of course, he was at Rangers and ends up at Southampton. Yeah, yeah. 
And then who was your man that played in goal for um, Yuski Yaskaloyan? Everyone has the except he never left his line. Bolton and then West Ham, I think. He was he was Yuski Yaskaloyan was like uh, another shade given where Adi Akinboy, Adi Akinboy, hmm. yeah. Own yeah. Jess, yeah, or Ian Jess at, at Aberdeen next yeah. to Leash. I always want them to, us to sign him. Never happened for him. Um, who else beside your man that other fella not Sean Dundee, the fella that was like Sean Dundee? Eric. Oh, Eric Moyer. Eric, Eric Moyer, yeah. yeah. TT Camera. Keith Plunkett says, Mixy Patalina made his name at Dundee United. It was a short stop at Aberdeen. TT uh, Camera scored a fair few goals. Yeah. Mixy Patalina's an Aberdeen legend. Get up the air to Keith Plunkett. You wouldn't fucking know him at an Aberdeen fan like me. Graham Lassau and that fella I can't remember fighting. That was David Batty. Yeah, in the Champions Scott League, Boot, Blackburn. great shout, Fagard Hagen. That was another yeah. one. The 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 fight between the Sol and Batty, I'm nearly sure, is Champions League for Blackburn. I have a feeling it's like away at fucking Dynamo Kiev or something like that. Everyone um, forgets how bad goalkeepers were back then. Um, like we had Alan Kelly and we had Shay given at the time when we thought we were set for, for forever. <laughs> Here's a good one. <laughs> I get back to that now. Gab, you need an assistant for Christian Gross to match up Brian Robson and El Tell. Bobby Guild. <laughs> will be a great combo. Bobby Gill is definitely there. Jonathan, what is you? Bobby Gill. Just because he's Bobby Gill. I think that's harsh of Bobby Gill. He was Love great, it. he was. Yeah, I know, but yeah. it's brilliant. Um, Ian Armoroid. Um, Armandroid, sorry. The tallest oh, winger. Ray Parler. Ray Parler. Um, and Ray he wasn't Parler. the tallest. He wasn't the tallest um, winger in history. There was a fella that played for Sheffield United. He was Norwegian. I'm nearly sure his name was Flo as well. Not Thor Andre Flo. Justin Flo. Justin Flo. And literally, Sheffield United literally just got the ball every single time and lamped it at this fella. And yeah. he stood on the side of the pitch. And then Norway took that up. And that what was, was the definitely Sunderland keeper with the long hair, French. Lionel Perez. We sorted that one out earlier yeah. on, Norman. Lionel right. Perez. If there any more questions about players, ask them because I, I think we're fairly good at remembering them. Uh, yeah. Bernard Diamet says David Watch. That's a shoe. Bernard um, Diamet played one game for Liverpool and was was meant to be the future of, and he injures his, his hamstring. Doesn't he nearly score an overhead kick? He's outrageously good in the one game he plays for us, and then we never see him again. Yeah. Um, Every Yari Lippmann, we saw we saw him like Yari Lippmann. Ah, way too um, late. Way too late. But when we saw him, then he's trying to help the players on the pitch, and Julia gets gets into a snot over it, and basically ostracises him from the club for the rest of his rest of the days. What a waste that was. The Sol Batty fight was against Spartak Moscow. I knew it was somewhere over that direction. Um, I did say Kiev. Um, Jerk Hall keeps saying Mark Kennedy. Great. Mark Great. Kennedy scores the absolute belter against Blackburn Rovers. Remember? I'm trying to remember anything. He, Mark play, he plays won. in the game that Redknapp scores the free kick that we beat them 2 1. But they he win doesn't the score league. that game. We win the league. Brand scores. Barnes and Barnes Barnes scores, scored, yeah, Kendi played really well that day. Um, but the fella he's the fella that Jerry Cat is really thinking about is our current or one of our current fitness coaches. What was your man's name that played? The, Richie Partridge. And he went off the Coventry. Not the club anymore. No, he was. He, boy he, now, I think. Remember, he went to Coventry and he was the best championship player in the world for about three years in a row. And everyone yeah. was waiting for Richie to break out and Liverpool he never got the sniff of the ball when he got when he got back. Yeah. Um, Tony Park's greatest caretake manager <clears> in history. <laughs> yeah, especially in the nineties, probably um, the other one of course is Avram Grant. Peter Love. Peter Love at yeah. uh, Coventry. <laughs> and of course someone said earlier as well, didn't they have um, the two Moroccans, um Mustafa Haji and Chippo, was that his name? 
Chippo, no, it's not Chippo. It, it, it's no, his Chippo. name was Mick Chippo. I think his name was. <laughs> and the other fellow was Mustafa Haji. Um, someone, someone will tell me. Um, Paul, Coventry, Paul Coventry every year, every year when the season kicked off, they used Darren to Huckabee. talk. Darren Huckabee. At Coventry. Coventry. Yeah, but yeah. this this thing with Coventry, until they get relegated every year, the season used to kick off, and the first thing on match of the day was how many years in a row the Coventry had been in the top flight. Yeah. The only team they ever did it for, because the Coventry never. The one time Coventry was re- relevant was it eighty five, eighty seven, when they got to the FA Cup final. And Keith Houchin. It's not. I don't think it's eighty seven, is it? Well, Keith Houchin. Do you remember he scores the diving header? It might be eighty seven. Spores. Yeah. Yeah, it might be eighty seven. Then yeah, you're right. It was in between us winning the the the, the FA Cup and eighty five, eighty six, and then losing eighty eight. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's I think that Spores and Coventry in 86, 87 was a three all draw or something like that was mad and Coventry had their their Hummel kit which was like a light blue blue version of the Denmark kit that had been in the eighty six World Cup which was that sort of red and pinky color that they had on it it was phenomenal now we're, now we're back to back to the eighties again I just want to start thinking about eighties kits we've drifted out the eighties now. Um, sorry, sorry, sorry. Massimo Macaroni, Massimo Macaroni is one of Steve McLaren's signings, so he that, that's out of range. We we stopped. Yeah, I, was, I was thinking maybe that was a bit out of range because that uh, when when McLaren goes in there, he starts bringing Stuart down, and I'm not talking about any team that involves Stuart down. So that's that's that. That's fair. Um, so let, just to let people know, um, all my players have to wear the Fowler nose thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, pre-match we're wearing the 1996 cup final suits belonging to Liverpool which of course wear the cream effort um, yep. or white whatever way you want to look at it um, our away jersey is the United jersey from 96 away at Southampton when they're beating 6-3 because they couldn't see each other right um, Ridsdale is the owner okay because he's a million quid of fish Christian Gross got a train to walk and um, Alan Sugar immediately after watching him in the press conference <laughs> was, sacked him was like what the fuck's going on here Um Bobby Gould is the assistant just because he's Bobby Gould. Okay. Um, John Lukic hit behind walls of free kicks, so he's in goal. Um, Margos jumped out a window. West Ham defender. He gets in. Reaper was just mad. Again, West Ham. Steve Morrow broke his arm trying to celebrate a cup final. So he gets in. Um, and is that, do I have how many defenders there now? Margos, Reaper, Morrow. Did you not have Marco Booger somewhere? No, I might be short a defender. Actually, you might have to come back. Um, midfield, uh, Sasa Chorchic, just mm. terrible. Um, absolutely terrible. And Thomas Brolin. No, sorry, I put Chorchic in. I went three at the back. I have yep. Chorchic, Brolin, and Ali Day um, in midfield. Ali Day, of course, the man that was George Way's cousin when he wasn't really. Brolin just turned up in England and ate everything around him. And Chorchic was deadly at uh, Bolton and then was Paulin from there on in. Um, and then the far up front was Paolo the Canyon because he pushed the ref. Cantona because he ninja kicked uh, uh, fell in the stand. Um, Harton because he volleyed his teammate during training um, in the jaw. And Radichoy because he went shopping at West Ham and never came back. So that is um, my Premier League team. Managers, Sorry, owners, I, I'm, I'm, making a, I'm making a quick substitution and it does border on it. I'm Bin and Pallister and uh, I'm bringing... Oh no, should we, we can't, can't fit him in because Branco's too big. So we've been Palace and we brought Branco in because he went from six kilos to ten kilos. So um, that's I uh, can Cladzi. I can't believe you left out Georgie King Cladzi from your side. But King Cladzi was good. Yeah, King Cladzi was good. Uwe was Rosler. Good. 
How have you not included Uwe Rosler in your team? Oh, yeah, Uwe Rosler. Yeah, right. uh, the and you know what? He was meant to be deadly and he wasn't. Yeah. Um, Uwe Rosler. Yeah. <coughs> he was poor. Uh, do you know something? Um, I'd say there's a few of Man City that you thought were going to be deadly. Do you remember the brothers that were at Man City? Yeah. Um, Whitley's, the Jeff, Jeff and thing Whitley's. They end up playing for Northern Ireland, don't they? Yeah, everyone ends up playing for Northern Ireland yeah. if they don't get I, I, into a I, want, I wanted to get Tino Esprit in, but I just couldn't do it. He, he didn't. He didn't value enough people. To nah, be with you. So he's too you nice and he's too good as well. Yeah, misunderstood. Um, my jerseys, by the way, is the classic combination of the Middlesbrough with the white band across the front of the thing, which says mm-hmm. Selna BT Selna, yeah. and then the away. I'm going with a straight the straight away kit, which is the white one with sort of a blue sort of cross that goes across it. That also has BT Selna across the front of it, right? Even yeah. though the the Fabio Fabrizio Revanelli jersey um, was just a plain red jersey, didn't have the big white band across it. People, it's it's that's that's a mental thing that that, that you don't have. But don't don't you have this thing in your head that whenever Liverpool bring out a jersey, if you don't like it, you just compare it to Middlesbrough. Yeah, I say that's a Middlesbrough you do that jersey. all the time, don't you? Yeah, if there's too much white, in, if there's too much white in Liverpool jersey, it's a Borough jersey. But may as well be, a bit, may as well be. Yeah, yeah. If, if there's too much any what sort of white on a Liverpool jersey, you just go. Well, you might as well just fucking call it a Middlesbrough one, and then you just. <laughs> And then that's the end of your argument. You just yeah. leave it at that. And it's like, no one's arguing with you, but you're arguing anyway. Should, yeah. I remember one day in a WhatsApp group, you had an argument with yourself over about nine messages over the space of about seven hours where no one else replied, and you just had a breakdown over a jersey. And um, it was so fucking good. But um, let me see. The Farley triplets, what the fuck is going on that's here? True. They were weak. That's QPR. true. Just sounds yeah. like the Nolan sisters playing for them. Um, no, no, the, the centre forward fellas. One of them was meant to play for Ireland. Farley, Gareth he Farley. Like. No, 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 no. Um, there was three brothers. Two of them played for England, and one was Farley. able to play for Ireland. I don't know if it's Farley, but the, one of them was playing for QPR. He was a centre forward. He played for QPR for no, ages. So, in the 90s. Yeah, and he. Um, I think he had one English B cap and it prevented him from playing for Ireland. And we we thought he was going to be the next hot shot super team player. That's Fair play, Jonathan. Pony Pony kit manufacturer. The yeah, kit manufacturers were great. Pony was with Southampton, wasn't it? And Spores. And Southampton had Draper Tills. Yeah, uh, Araya was 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 Borough's choice of yeah. of of brand. Um, and then you've all because you've got so many random teams like Sheffield Wednesday and Sheffield United, they all had random kits. There was all mad stuff that was there. Masisa was one of them. You're, no, um, Bertie pulls you up there and he says, You're thinking of Kevin Gallon. That's who you're thinking of. That Kevin Gallon. Played Royal played. But the Farley triplets who were with QPR makes me. And Dicko was saying Gareth Farley. No, but Gareth was, Farley was the fella that was with Everton. He plays for Ireland, Gareth Farley. He he's with Everton. Do you remember? Was he not with Bolton? He was with Bolton and Everton. Right. He ends up playing with Everton. He's um he's with Everton when he nearly go down in midnight. Remember that, that the, ball was the, over the line. Dion Dublin. The, yeah, the stains were the eighties because that was Luton because there was Mark Stain. Mark Stain um, ends up at Chelsea, doesn't he? Yeah, and then there was the and actually ones he as breaks well. it. Does he break a Chelsea Stain. scoring record? Scoring like nine, ten games in a row. Yeah, there was Brian Stein and Einstein. That was the the, the trade of <laughs> Max Stein, Einstein, and Brian Stein. So uh, yeah, no, th- that thing about the Farley trips is is me completely. Um, so there you go, Rod, oh, the, Ray, the Wallaces as well, uh, Danny Rod, Wallace, yeah. Ray, and Danny Wallace. 
course. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was the, the 90s. See, I think what happens is, is that because football was still a bit local, it hadn't mm-hmm. gone completely mad at that stage. You still had loads of teams signing local players, um, like Bol- the Boltons and all that. Type. And then they just got mad and just signed everyone from all over the world. Well, well, did you see this? Slim Pickens says, Stig Tofting, Bolton's <laughs> Hell's Angel member who watched his dad kill his ma as a child. What the wow. fuck is going on? <laughs> um, the best goal I've ever seen by a defender in the, in the Premier League, and it's in the 90s. And it's it's spores away at Ipswich Apartment Road, and I want to say a man's name is Stuart Nethercott. Oof. And he goes into a tackle. He goes into a tackle about twenty five yards from his own goal, and it <laughs> mills off him and flies up the other end of the pitch. It goes in the top in the top corner. I think um, I remember that goal, Stuart. I'm nearly sure his name is Stuart Nethercott. Yeah, it's spores against Ipswich. It's I would say 94, 95, in around that What time. a fucking Carmen shout Rose. from Bonkers, LFC. Brian Roy at Nottingham Forest. Yeah. And Finidi George at uh, Finidi, Yeah. But that might be... Uh, um, Daniel Daniel Amakachi at um, Everton. Everton. For his, yeah. for his, for Early his 90s, Farley Triplet signed up by QPR from Kilbarrick there. Yeah, but Chris Keaton. I never heard of uh, Jason Cundy is he the fella that's on the t- on talks part now that's what they're saying Jason Cundy it's Jason Cundy who scored not Stuart was Nettercott. it Cundy that scored oh, I had never caught in my head um, but he's literally in his own half he's in my head like tell me what year it was because in my head he's like he's about 70 yards from going when this hits him <laughs> you know what I mean and um, so, somebody give us the YouTube link 95 uh, 95 yeah yeah um, Admiral Moita Copiers, JVC, Brother Sanderson, Draper Tills, Holson, Dagenham Motors, NEC. Yeah, there was loads of stuff. There was loads was of stuff. Great. What's it, it was a sliding tackle, yeah. I, was it, I thought it was never caught. Yeah. I'm a bit, I don't want fucking, I don't want that goal now because it's Cundy, to be honest with you, because um, he's a prick. But, um, <laughs> yeah, um, let me see. David Walsh, I think this is with regards to Farley, says one of them was done for cannabis, ended up in jail. I've never heard of them. Never, never. Heard he, never. No. The um, and of course, Jason Lee, pineapple on his head. Yeah, yeah, remember that? Well. He, d- yeah. he didn't like that. Didn't yeah. like remember that. Remember Pierre like, van Hoydonk? And come here, is is it is because Andy Cole is still Andy Cole at the start of the decade, but he's Andrew Cole when we go into the notch. Yeah, he's like, what's going on there? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, do you reckon he had a little tantrum? I'm Andrew Cole. Not oh, Andrew yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, did West Ham have Doc Martens as a sponsor? Decided. Tom Boland, you are on the money. Yeah. West Ham did have Doc Martens. Did have Doc Martens. Yeah, he did. Yeah, 100%. All they were short of is also being sponsored by Combats and Bomber Jackets. Emma Cavanagh says Villa had Tony Daly, great winger. Very skillful, very quick, always injured. Yeah. Always injured, Emma. Always, it was. Uh, sorry, he was I, can I just? He wasn't. <clears throat> he was just a, 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 a another version of Stuart Down. Ran to the line, kicked the back into the. Ah no, we more about him than that. But he just he was always injured. Didn't. He was always injured. Didn't. Who did I say? Pierre van Hoydon. Do you remember he was at um, Forest? And Forest. This might be. I'm pushing the ball here. This could be early 2000s. But um, he just decides he doesn't want to play with him anymore. Just goes but on th- that's Focus. that's why that's why people forget about Hoy- Van Hoydonk. He was incredible at Forest. Yeah, he was a good player. Wasn't he brilliant at Celtic as well? <laughs> yeah, he was brilliant at Celtic as well, yeah. Yeah, when Celtic actually meant something. Because that was the time Rangers were really good and Rangers and Marseille used to fight each other for the Champions League. 
in the night. Did people yeah. forget this? Yeah. Do you remember um, nothing Walter ever beats Peter Allen Wingy on transfer? No, I remember going back to the early 90s. Mm. Leeds had won the, the title in 91-92 and they get drawn against Rangers in the European Cup. And I always remember a battle of Britain and um, yeah. like Rangers were fucking deadly. I mean, they had um, Mark, what was his name? Mark Elliott up front, was it? They, Mark, no, Tony, Mark Elliott. No, Tony Elliott. Mark Haiti. No, it wasn't. Mark Haiti. It's none of the Elliots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mark Haiti. Ali McCoy. Tony Haiti. Tony Haiti is an ex Liverpool player who. who and Tony has he sings some songs. He was his dad. He was actually yeah. Mark Haiti's dad. I'm not even messing about that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but they had him and McCoy. They had like some serious fucking players. And he backed it up then over the years with Marseille. And, when Marseille was was paying and buying off uh, Champions Leagues. Rangers were the main threat to Marseille's uh, and Bernard Tappy's piece that went on. So yeah. that was some that was something. Gascoigne was up there doing his thing, playing his flu. Um, let me see. Van Hoydonk had to wear a squad number 11 numbers higher than the last number in the squad before he was accepted back. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um <laughs> Uh, Keep Lungus said Rangers were great back then. They were the second biggest spending club in Britain. They were, they were like, it was mad. And some of the players they've had, Tom Broncos, George Alberts. Keith, you know I mean? me and you have to do a pods, and you're, you're getting very serious out of time. Very serious, very, very football. serious. Um, Just because you, you think you have some um, wonderful new podcasts. What's my it called? Serious, my Siri is asking me what I've said to her there. Um, I don't know why it's going on. Um, what's, what's, Keith, what's this podcast you called again? Football in the World? What's <laughs> yeah, what we've done is we've decided to do a podcast and we thought of the name football in the world. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Now it's called um listen, we have to go. We're now in a fucking half yeah, of this mess. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, well, no, so it's man on, here. It's my, yeah, no, yeah, you're doing a great job. Um yeah. it's man on football show um and man it on starts football tomorrow, in the world. Ten o'clock on um on, on this new channel. The link is in this description if you want to go and um So there's no show on here tomorrow night. There's no show on the trippers tomorrow night. Can I come in and just do a dance? You can do whatever you want. I'll give you all this. I'll do it a half nine. I'll do a dance a half nine. I'll, I'll do uh, I'll express Middlesbrough in the 90s for a half an hour through dance. Okay. All right. Dance and miming. Um, but now, the link is in the description if you want to check it out tomorrow. Basically, tomorrow night show is at 10 o'clock. What we're going to do is we're going to put it on, onto this new channel, but we're also going to release it as a... When we're finished, we're going to re- release the video onto our channel and right. also onto our audio um, thing as well. But um, when we get going properly, it will have its own audio feed and stuff like that, and it will be remain exclusively on its own channel. But basically, tomorrow we're going to go through what we're going to do on this show um, in the couple of days, weeks, months, and years, hopefully. And we want the people in there to let us know what they'd like to see. But we are going to try to cover leagues from all over the world and mad stuff that goes on every weekend in football. Whilst talking about, you know, how Bayern Munich are winning the bleeding Bundesliga again or what's going on in the MLS or what's going on in Argentina, uh, Brazil, because Keith's into that. What's going on in France, Italy, Spain and England. Um, and of course, we touch on Ireland, Scotland, wherever else comes around as well. So, But at the same time, we want to have a laugh. We want to pick up weird and wonderful stuff, a bit like what yeah. we've done tonight. So yeah. that's what it's about. Um, when I retire from podcast at the end of the season, I might come on. Yeah. Okay, good stuff. I'll gnash I'll, I'll that in from mid-June. Yeah, I, th- I think so because I think after ten years doing the trippers, I'll be done at that stage. I think this, this, this is me, my testimonial. Okay, so basically, when you're doing when you're doing podcasts now, it's just going to be you reminiscing over stuff or finding just mad stuff to talk about. 
I, th- I think that's... Results don't matter to you anymore, don't you, Long? No. no. I, 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 I was going to say, no, I want to do 15 minutes on the match yesterday, and I just... Whatever happens, happens. Nah, no, we're not doing more of the match. Uh, Laura Duffy says, the craziness of the 90s has never left the couple live with the Dorries. I was, showing a, clip, I was showing a clip there of um, <coughs> International against Gremio. Uh, International, I think, win it. It's a derby. Um, and Gremio look like they're going to be relegated. So the International players come out with like cardboard coffins and start waving them around the gaff. Literally after the final whistle, there's more that goes on. And of course, as soon as I... As soon as I see that, I just think of Keith Plunkett. And um, what Keith is doing, Keith's going to look after our South American stuff. And he's also doing a show every month, which we can't say too much about, but you're going to love it. You're genuinely going to love it. Um, Phil, anything else before we go? Um, I, I want everyone to go and and uh, and just enjoy themselves. It's the it's the international break. Ignore football. Okay, good stuff. Yeah. You do that. This should keep no me going because the bears the bears kick off at quarter past one and then I'm in the gym at five, so it's uh, it's gonna be a short night. Oh, okay. Does this start, is this um American football on to me? Yeah, yeah. Bears are playing the Steelers at quarter Monday past night. One. Monday night yeah. Monday night here. Monday night here. I thought he I thought he'd only done that on a Sunday because the no, lads no. In, in the schools play on a Saturday. No, the hair was doing this pod tonight, so they said they hold on. Ah, the I'll lash lash your back something to watch after. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no bother. I've got I've got I've, I've, I've got to feed the baby now and I go. Yeah. Twenty minutes. So Red Steve is late. looking forward to football in the world tomorrow. Um, beat football in the world. Football in the world is going to be immense. But um, now, genuinely, if you if you hit the link in the description, hit subscribe. Tell your mates. Do do look. It's Shawnee. It's Keith. It's Shawnee. It's Keith. It's Gav. It's the future of football podcasting. They're talking about football in the world, and it's called football in the world. Man on the podcast. That's what it's called from now yeah. on, right? And as you'll as you'll see when we release audio files, um, Phil will be the man doing the ads <laughs> because he's really good at putting all the words together. Professional. Uh, so there you go. Um, but now, listen, it's going to be a good crack. And honestly, if loads of people subscribe, great. If there's 10 people in there with us, we don't give a shit. We're literally doing it to have a laugh. And if people like it and spread the word, so be it's it. Like, it's That's like podcasts in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. It's just going to be, it's not going to be too serious. We are going to give updates on how things are going on football, but we are looking for the mad stuff as well because the mad stuff is what makes the, the best football go. It's the best stuff. Football in the yeah. world, mad stuff. Football um, in the world, mad stuff. Right, can so we go? Um, let me see any relation to the quiz where in the world no it's not um, second, only cousins, people really sec, know that. Sec, second cousin twice removed yeah so nothing on, the sh- nothing on the channel tomorrow but go and check out Man on Football Show um, Wednesday or, or also known as Football <laughs> in the World uh, Wednesday is the mid- uh, the midweek fix but that's going to be a quiz um, I'm doing all the questions up for it so bring a beer on Wednesday night you know yourself that's, it's, that's it's quiz in the world break. quiz, quiz in, in the world, world on Wednesday night <laughs> Uh, Thursday's carnage Friday is Sports Unplugged which is a question of sport in the world in the world um, on Friday <laughs> can I come on Friday do you want I will let you on if you tell me you will come on now and you will actually come on I, uh, can I confirm tomorrow I need yeah. to check with, 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 with I need to check with my better half to see if I'm allowed to come on Friday right okay well it is it will be a question of sport so it will be m- in multiple sports in the world um, nothing on Saturday Fatback 4 is back on Sunday and then we get back into next week and looking back towards getting back into Premier League football alright that is it uh, thanks to Phil and um, that has been the um, forum in the world forum in the and, world uh, forum in the world over now Sports Social Podcast Network